When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, this is Sooner Sports Talk, presented by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Also brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Bud Light, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. And by Moody's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in barbecue. This is Sooner Sports Talk. Now, here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. It is time for Sooner Sports Talk with Lincoln Riley. Brought to you by AT&T. Toby Rowland with you alongside my radio partner and Butkus Award winner, Teddy Lehman. And coming up in the next segment, we will welcome in Sooner head coach Lincoln Riley. Uh, Sooners coming off a loss against Iowa State on Saturday, 37-30 to up in Ames. And now it's time to get ready. Got to right the ship quickly because the Texas Longhorns and the 116th Red River Showdown coming up on Saturday morning. What do you want to hear from Coach tonight? I just want to see, you know, what the mindset of this football team is. You know, it's, it's rare that we've lost back-to-back games. Uh, everyone's heard that stat a million times by now. But what's the resolve of this group? Uh, what's the mindset of this group? You know, it's, it's tough whenever, you know, you, you play for such, you know, big goals, big aspirations year in, year out, and then you lose two games early. Uh, there could be a danger of losing some motivation there. So just like to hear, like, w- how amped up is this team to go into that, that rivalry game? Because, I mean, if, 
you know, everyone knows you drop this game, then, then who knows? So this is, you don't want to say desperation moment, but this, we should see the most uh, amplified team coming out of that tunnel that we've seen in a while. We will be taking your questions tonight as well. If you would like to ask Coach or Teddy a question, you can hit us up on the Academy Sports and Outdoors inbox on Twitter at OU on the air or at T Row OU. A little bit later on in the hour, Teddy will have his Butkus brain teaser tonight for Lincoln as well. This is the opening segment brought to you by Noble McIntyre, McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all of your personal injury needs. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app in order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. And whether you're home-gating or tailgating for the OU game, make a winning play with Tostitos chips. Tostitos packs the crunch for a touchdown in taste. Let's take an opening timeout. When we come back, Lincoln Riley joins us here on Sooner Sports Talk, brought to you by AT&T. Sooner Sports Talk is presented by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Anheuser-Busch, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Academy Sports and Outdoors the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Riverwind, still the one. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. All right, welcome back to Sooner Sports Talk. We are at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. And it is time now to welcome in the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. Please welcome Lincoln Riley, everybody. Hi, coach. Hey, guys. How we doing? We're doing good tonight. We're doing good tonight. Uh, let's start by looking back at uh, Saturday up in Ames, coach. And I've had a couple of days now to look at the film and think about it. Um, what, what was your takeaway from how your team played? Oh, I mean, you know, the end result is about winning. And uh, we had ample opportunities to get that done uh, again got off to you know really fast start you know on the road against a good football team you know loved how we played early um had a chance there up i think 17 to 6 and had the ball back and and driving um you know i think a, a chance to really separate there that you know hated that we that we missed that opportunity um yeah it was a, it was a back and forth game after that it really was uh you know we I think the you know the story of the night you know we we gave up um, you know a few too many big plays um, you know defensively and then obviously the big kickoff return at the end and and then had some chances to make some big plays of our own offensively that we didn't make enough of um, and it came down to a one play game and uh, and we didn't get it done and that's uh, like I said it's uh, it's it's frustrating I, f I feel like we there were several things that we did better um, from. Yeah, kind of going from the Kansas State game to this one, uh, but to to not to not be able to finish it off and win it obviously is it, it's you know it's it got you man. I, I don't know exactly even how to explain it. It just uh, you know the expectations here are to win. The expectations with this team and this staff right now, regardless of all the circumstances and all the stuff going on, all that is is to win. And that's uh, you know when we don't, it's uh, at OU, it's almost a, a shock to your system. It did. 
and you you gotta you gotta bounce forward and you gotta you gotta bounce back you've gotta address the issues um you gotta continue to get better and uh understand that there's a lot of season left and so uh that that's what we've got to do as a football team so through the, through the ter- uh, first two weeks you know it's uh, obviously it's been a, a difficult start but you know, games are always different, but are there are things that you saw in the game against Kansas State? Did that were there problem areas that carried over to Iowa State, or has it just been something different both weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think the most consistent thing is the the you know the very end of the game. We haven't played our best ball. Um, you know, we had a really just a completely poor fourth quarter against Kansas State. I mean, kind of all the way around the entire quarter. You know, the first. The first part of the fourth quarter against Iowa State, we played really well. You know, I had stopped defensively, um, ended up getting a turnover, you know, turned it into a touchdown. I mean, we had some, we had all the momentum in the world after that touchdown. And uh, and then after the kickoff return, we really, you know, the momentum kind of swung back to their side and they got a quick score and we weren't able to regain it and obviously weren't able to score at the end. And so, you know, I think, we, you know, this team needs to play better ball at the, at the end of the game because for large portions of the game, we are playing some some good ball. Uh, we haven't been able to put it together as consistent as we would like because um, that's when you separate from people. And, and we've certainly had opportunities to, to do that in the last two games. Um, we've had some leads, but we've had a chance to separate even more and put them maybe, you know, even a little bit further out of reach. Um, you know, our, our, I thought our energy level, um, attitude, all that, I thought was much more consistent, much better against Iowa State. I thought that, and that was a big emphasis point through the week, especially going on the road for your first road game. I thought that was much better. It was a fun sideline to be on. It was, uh, guys were really into it the entire the game. Um, just the kind of the team atmosphere and vibe was was really really good the, the whole way, and that that certainly gave us a chance even when we weren't playing our best. So. I would say the other big thing showed up, you know, was just the, the, the tackling. You know, we missed a few too many tackles. Um, I think more often than not, just I think a little bit of over-aggression, guys coming in there going for the kill shot, trying to create turnovers or big plays, wanting to make a big play happen so much. And, you know, Teddy, you know this as good as anybody. You've got you to get them on the ground first. You've got to get them wrapped up first and let those second, third guys come in there and clean them up, strip of the ball. And, uh, you know, we just – we gave away too many big plays on plays that were great calls that we had absolutely bottled up. And those are the ones that kill you where you, you got a great call. You're in position to make plays, to stuff plays. Um, and, 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 and the end result is still not that. So, um, you know, a lot of things though, that everything that we see those correctable and that's, and that's what we keep going back to is we've got to keep putting in the work. We've got to keep doing a better job as a staff, putting these guys in position as much as we can and, and then continue to drill the things that are, that are, uh, uh, that are showing up on, on Saturdays. One of the biggest storylines going into Saturday, uh, Coach, was you got a redshirt freshman quarterback going up against a, an odd defense, a unique defense that has given Oklahoma teams, all kinds of teams, problems in recent years. And I thought Spencer, at least from our perspective, played outstanding for you on Saturday night. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's definitely playing good enough for us to win. Um, he, he, can, he can and, and will play better. Um, he, there's, there's still some mistakes that he makes that, that, that we're going to have to get past and get past quickly. Um, but, no, that did. I thought he had a good feel for, for the plan. Um, 
you know, threw the ball well, made some plays in scramble situations. Um, just a couple of key, you know, there's still just those couple of key decisions, couple of key throws that he's, you know, very capable of that, that we've got to shore up and go from playing, you know, go from playing, you know, doing a lot of good things to playing at an elite level. And, and uh, so, you know, for his first real game and challenges, all that, certainly there's some positives, but, you know, quarterbacks are, you know, quarterbacks like all teams are defined by, by, by wins and, and, you know, how you grow and how you improve. And he's going to need to continue to do that. Well, you never want to coach the aggressiveness out of a guy, but some nervous moments. He took some shots out there. I mean, some gritty scrambles and converted some first downs. But I'm up, <laughs> I'm up there saying, get down. Does that, does that ever get to you whenever you see your guys uh, running through defenders like that? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's part of the game. I mean, I think for me, the big thing is just, you know, not, not being reckless with it. There's, there's times in a game where a quarterback has a slide and he did a few times, although hell he got hit more when he slid than he, he maybe when he was <laughs> up, but, uh, um, yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, I think got a decent feel for that. You just don't want him to take the unnecessary shots. I think that's the that's the most important thing. And but he did. He you know some plays just like the one you're showing right now, third and three, where he he gets out of it and makes a play. And uh, you know that's every now and then you know you got to be able to do that and you got to take that chance. And I thought he had a good feel for that. The um, process of sitting in there and going through your progression and when to know when to pull the eject accord and take off running. What in your mind, what's his batting average been on how he's reading all that correctly? He's done pretty well, I, I would say, for you know early part of his career. Uh, certainly above average. I mean, we found, like any quarterback, we found a few where, where he could have stayed in, and and uh, maybe one or two where he potentially could have gotten out. But I think you know overall he's doing well. I mean, he hasn't been he hasn't been very tentative in there, um, and and so I think most of the decisions have been good. And and the and the positive thing is is when he has got out of the pocket. Uh, you know, his decision-making and playmaking ability has been good. You know, whenever you, you mentioned, you know, you got to play better in the fourth quarter over the, the last couple of games, can you point to anything, maybe why that's happened? Is that just lack of execution, lack of focus? Where do you think that's where the trouble areas popped up? Yeah, I, I think execution has probably been the biggest the, the biggest issue. Um, you know, I thought I thought we you know panicked a little bit against uh, against Kansas State. I mean, we were you know up so much, and then you know as they were as they were coming back, I, I thought I thought we you know I thought we were way too casual when we got up, and then and then as the comeback happened, lost a little bit of our poise, um, lost a little bit of our uh, just just. Yeah, we, we, we panicked a little bit. I mean, I think it's the, the easiest, most simple way to say it. You know, against Iowa State, again, we were, you know, like I said, mentally into it the entire time. Um, yeah, just some key execution breakdowns, you know, on, on kickoff, on defense, on offense, on all three sides. And, and you know, we happened, you know, Iowa State, too, there was – we were on the tough side of some tough calls that certainly didn't help us either. So we, uh, you know, we had a couple of tough breaks that didn't go our way and, and, and just didn't play our best quality ball at the end. And that's what we got to do. And we got to, we've got to realize that, you know, you know, fourth quarter is when is, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's the end of the game. It's, you know, people say it's when games are decided, if, you know, they're, they're decided the whole game. And if you can do something in the first or second or third quarter, you can do it in the fourth. And that's been maybe the biggest point to our guys is a lot of the mistakes that we've made in the fourth quarter we're not making those same mistakes at other times and so 
you know, we've got to be able to refocus, got to re be able to relock in during that time, which, you know, that's that's my responsibility first and foremost to make sure that as a team we're mentally ready to, to play the fourth quarter as well as, as we are um, most of the other quarters right now. So challenge to all of us, challenge to me, and uh, we, we certainly have to be better there. Hey, Lincoln, you mentioned uh, starting one and two is is not something this program is used to and staggering or unsettling or you could speak to if those words apply or not inside that building but it, you have been here before in 2016 started one and two and that team got it together ran the table got a very impressive uh bowl game victory that kind of vaulted them into next year when you might have been the best team in the country for much of 2017 when you look back on that season what allowed that team to get rolling like they did that you can apply now? Well, I think first, you know, you had to get past the disappointment of, of starting a season, you know, basically the exact opposite of what you would have expected or hoped for. Um, you know, that that team, that team, I thought just we, we vastly underperformed um, those first couple of weeks. I mean, we, we were a very talented team, deep team. We were healthy. Um, we, we just, we, we played really poorly against Houston and then, and then played very poorly against Ohio state that year. And, and, uh, so you knew it was there. Um, we had some good leadership on that team. Some guys that had been in the fire, um, that didn't play well early, you know, like Baker and there's several both sides of the ball that had played a lot of ball and we had some key guys in key positions that weren't playing well that had to turn it around and they did and the and the team you know football's such a momentum game and 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 that team got a little bit of momentum we went up there and won a road game at TCU and we'd actually gotten down early in that game by multiple scores and came back and won it and and just really never looked back and uh so you know th this team certainly has has the capability to to turn this thing around and go play well and win games and listen we're two plays away right now from we still have we still have the same issues we're two plays away right now from from being right there so we have that capability this year is different it is there are some different challenges um but there's no question we have the capability to to, to get on a run here and win some games do you have a do you have a baker mayfield on this team though i mean like a, from a leadership perspective is there a I don't, I don't know if a freshman quarterback is in the place to do that or not. Is there a, a guy or guys on this team that you feel like could could fill that leadership role when something like this has to be overcome? Well, they're going to one, they're going to have to. And I think, two, this is this is when those things are defined. I mean, you know, we wouldn't talk about Baker around here like we do had there not been responses to situations like that. I mean, this is this is where you find out. And uh, when when your back's against the wall and when when things aren't going your way and when you haven't performed at your peak level uh this is when you find out what you have and so it's it's been a challenge to staff it's me our our players everybody i mean this is uh these are you know these the tough times can can certainly you know you can get out of it but it takes a lot and it takes a lot of people and it's never one person uh it, it's going to take you know it'll it'll take a little bit of everybody to to dig ourselves out Good stuff. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll hit some of your questions for Coach tonight. Butkus Brain Teaser coming up later in the hour as well. You're watching Sooner Sports Talk brought to you by AT&T.
Old used football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics Exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind. Welcome back to Rudy's, everyone. It's Sooner Sports Talk. Hey, how would you like to be able to listen to Teddy and the rest of the Sooner broadcast while synced up to your TV in the comfort of your own home? Go to SyncMyGame.com to find out how. Lincoln Riley is with us, or we are with him tonight, and it's time for our Academy Sports and Outdoors question. Academy Sports and Outdoors for all your officially licensed Sooners gear. Here's our Academy employee tonight. Hey, Coach Riley. I was wondering, who's been the biggest influence on your offensive philosophy and why? All right, Coach, you wanted to know who's been your biggest influence on your offensive philosophy and why? Oh, man, that's, that's a tough question. Um, I, I, there's been a lot of people. I mean, I, I would say just a lot of the, the staff members over the years, guys I was able to work with. I mean, kind of starting on that, that first Texas Tech staff. And uh, yeah, so many of those guys, obviously, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Mike Leach, uh, you know, Dana Holgerson, Sonny Dykes, uh, you know, uh, Coach Biedenboe, Bill Biedenboe, that's with us now, was, was there, uh, Coach Simmons. Um, yeah, we just had we had so many guys in that room, and I, I'd say it started there, and then probably evolved the most at when we were at East Carolina, you know, just because we kind of had to find a way to make things work when we didn't always have the the best players, and uh, so. But yeah, I, I've been lucky to work with so many guys and spend time with so many people that they, and, and I would just say the kind of those people as a whole have, have have all had a big impact on me. What'd you run at Muleshoe? What's that? What kind of offense did you run at Muleshoe? Oh, we were spread by today's standards, uh, or not by today's standards, by that by by that era's standards. Um, Which is ten passes a yeah, game. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if we threw twenty, it was a ton. Exactly. Yeah, we were we were wide open. People were wondering what we were doing. So yeah. No, uh, that's that's fun. Um, you know, one of the things that it seems like changed in your philosophies whenever you came to Oklahoma, started running the football uh, a ton, and that's been great. And you know, Toby asked me my keys to the game earlier, and it's some hard-hitting stuff. If you want those, I'll send them to you, Coach, <laughs> in case you weren't sure what the keys to the game would be. But running the football has been huge in this OU-Texas matchup. And, you know, we've, we've struggled a little bit at times so far this season. We're about three and a half yards of carry. We're usually around six. What have you seen from, from that portion of your offense that makes you feel like, okay, we're, we're close to making some stuff pop here or that maybe we've got a long ways to go? Yeah, I think we've we've fit some things better the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've been just 
agonizingly close to, to popping some big ones and uh but you know that always takes something extra special to pop a big one whether it's a, a guy really finishing a block or you know a, a running back you know in a clean you know and something that's blocked clean making a, a safety or a, or a defensive back at the next level miss and that, that's you know that's kind of what we've been able to do it's we've had times where you know really have a good run and we don't finish somebody on the perimeter we don't finish somebody on the o-line and and you know, still good run, but it could have popped. And then we've had some where, man, we block it up clean, and we just have not been able to make the the you know the one guy miss to to pop a big one. We've just we haven't been in sync much there. And uh, you know, again, it's kind of gone back to a bunch of nine and ten man football, and and you can't do that when when you're trying to run the football well. It, it takes all eleven guys doing their job, finishing plays. Um, and so we we got to all be better. I mean, the good news is it hasn't been just one group it's been you know kind of a just a breakdown here or there across the board but we're going to have to shore that up if we want to run the ball the way we expect to this is from uh, will Mel milton on twitter on the academy sports and outdoors inbox um he's concerned with the number of penalties so far what are your thir uh, thoughts on the penalties so far they've been drive killers or extender penalties for the opponents yeah a couple weeks ago against kansas state we hit we had several that were just bad penalties. I mean, just, you know, got out of position, bad technique, um, had some really just lo loss of focus, just was really, really frustrated with the penalties uh, two weeks ago. Uh, uh, this last week against Iowa State, we had a, we had a couple in the def defensive backfield that where we held and we didn't need to because uh, I think every one of them, we were in great position. Um, those were without a doubt the most disappointing ones uh, we 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 had some let's just say some tough ones that didn't go our way uh particularly there in the second half that our guys um you know i thought played pretty good football on you know there was a you know the last one that got called on on buki was uh if, if if you're coaching a db that's exactly what you coach them to do it was phenomenal technique we'll probably use that on a drill tape at some point i mean it was that good it was just you know just a you know we just missed a call and uh had a few others that didn't go our way that i felt like our guys were much better on overall so um that's the name of the game with penalties like i said you've got to you've got to eliminate the ones that are that are um that are dumb, you know, that are just poor technique or breakdown at laps and focus. Uh, we were better on that, but obviously I uh, got to continue to improve there because like I said, they, 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 this has kind of been the year where they've all seemed to, to hit on, you know, important plays or, you know, continue to extend drives or kill drives. Um, it's just, it's, it seems like they've all kind of fell that way the last few weeks. You know, it, it seems like this could be a really tight football game and some of those penalties could matter down the stretch I mean is do you feel like this is a disciplined football team that you've got have, have they shown you that uh not as disciplined as we need to be I mean I thought we were much more disciplined again in this Iowa State game than we were I mean we took some steps forward but is it where we expect it to be no now you know I've always said I I think you go look up the each year go look up the teams that have the least penalties per game and normally none of them are the best teams um so if you're going to play with an aggression and an edge, you're going to have penalties here and there. And that's understand that's understandable. I think the thing that can't happen is you can't have the mindless ones. You can't have the false starts, the lining up offsides, 12 guys on the field. You can't have just a, you know, a dumb pass interference penalty where you hold the guy and didn't need to, or an offensive lineman holding the guy where you didn't need to. Those are, 
those are the ones that you that, that kill you. Uh, again, every now and then an aggressive penalty, okay. But, um, you know, that's you've got to eliminate the ones that you can absolutely control. And uh, so it, something we have to do better as a team and uh, that I've got to coach better. Academy Sports and Outdoors inbox Twitter. Steve Cole asks, what is the evaluation process for determining when a freshman is ready to play? Well, I think first it's got to it's got to come from how they're producing on the practice field. I mean, I think it's it's you know you get a chance to to go up against good players on our practice field, and 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 when they start being able to put together consistent practices, I think second is just mentally you know making sure a guy's ready and he can go in and execute the calls without without busting a call uh, because regardless of how talented a guy is, if he's if he's going to bust calls, you can't you, you can't win with them. Um, and I think I think the last thing is just you know a guy showing a maturity uh, a maturity level that he's that he's ready for this and that he's ready to to take on that responsibility and be a player. Um, I will say this year's probably been more difficult than others to evaluate slash develop those guys just because of all that that we've been dealing with and you know that's that has impacted a number of our freshmen and probably guys that without that probably would be contributing to us more right now. Um, still, I certainly think we're going to have a chance for several of them to contribute more and more as the year goes on. Um, but um, that, I, I mean, you just, you, again, you think about these freshmen right now. I mean, coming to college like we all did when we went to college is a tough thing by itself. Coming and playing college football for the first time is a tough thing by itself. And oh, by the way, let's throw in uh, a pandemic, uh, you know, social unrest across the country, everything else. I mean, these guys are dealing with a lot. And uh, it's – there's no question it's affected the freshmen. And talking to my peers, I mean, I think we're all seeing that across the country. You know, and a, and a lot's been made of this upcoming football game, OU-Texas, and, you know, experience at the quarterback position and what that means for this game. And, you know, look at Ellinger, who's been there for 25 years. <laughs> and, you know, Rattler, obviously, who got to see it last year – you know, as a spectator, but, um, you know, what's different in your opinion for a quarterback maybe in this game than, uh, you know, a, a typical Saturday? Yeah, I mean, all the, you know, now normally, who knows this year, but I mean, normally all the hoopla around this game is, is obviously different. I mean, everything's different from the, the, the ride in, the, the atmosphere, the intensity of the game. I mean, it's just, uh, it is, it's kind of like its own, own little world. Um, so, yeah, I think certainly having been in that helps. Um, now, this year, like all of these atmospheres and all that we're going through is just a little different. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to begin to compare it to. Um, and so, but I, I think throughout the years, I, I would imagine that's been a, a big part of it. And, and, and I think somebody asked me this question earlier today. I, I mean, I think I, I, I certainly would see where more experienced quarterbacks have had success in this game, but I think that's more experienced quarterbacks have success in most games. I mean, that's, that's uh, most years. I mean, I think that's, that's always a decent predictor of success. Now, does it mean if you have a young quarterback that you can't win games, you can't play? Well, absolutely not. I mean, we've seen young quarterbacks in playoff games, national title games, all that, you know, in the last several years. So it certainly can be done. But, um, you know, having guys that have been through it at that position is, uh, is certainly a luxury. Whenever there's a Sooners game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Please drink responsibly. We'll take a timeout. Butkus Brain Teaser coming up next. You're watching Sooner Sports Talk brought to you by AT&T.
Sooner Sports Talk is presented by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Anheuser-Busch. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. Sooner fans, be sure to check out Soonersports.com for your chance to win Red River Showdown football tickets from Love's Travel Stops, Riverwind, and Homeland. Come visit the best place to gear up on your favorite OU products. The Sooner Shop is the official fan shop of OU Athletics, located on the west side of Gaylord Family, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Open Tuesday to Saturday, 10 to 5. Curbside pickup also available through the Sooner Sports To Go app. Welcome back, everybody. We're at Rudy's tonight. Sooner Sports Talk. Lincoln Riley's alongside. Without further ado, it is time for tonight's Butkus Brain Teaser. Teddy? Well, um, let's go back to 2016 OU Texas, right. okay? Um, some similarities right now between this season and that. And let's go to 10.46 left in the first quarter. It's the first play of the series, first and 10 from the minus 15-yard line, middle of the field, score is 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, first play of the series, first and 10, minus 15-yard line, middle of the field, 10.46 left in the first quarter of the game. And you say the year is 2016. 2016. Yep, 2016. OU, OU Texas. Texas. I'm on the record as saying that I do not think you're yeah, going to get this one, Lincoln. He has, uh, in the previous hour, declared he thinks you will Which not Which I've done, I think, the last maybe 10 times I've done this and been wrong, but. It's a scoreless game. I can see him sifting Took through the plays. Took over on the 15-yard line. That's right. And Lincoln has said, put the ball in the middle of the field. We're going to start the drive there. Boy, it's a tough one. Um, Baker Mayfield is your quarterback, if you'd like a hint. I will, a I will give you another hint. 21 personnel. This was 2016. Yep, 2016. I feel like you may have gone too far by giving that. You think I so? I think you had him on the ropes, and now you've yeah. maybe thrown him. That a may be true because he was. Uh, yeah, dang it. I still feel good about this though because I mean, it's, it's, it appears he's struggling to some extent right now. It's not a, you know, we've we've had scoring plays this year. This is just I will say this. This is the first time you've asked it this year that he hasn't been nodding his head as it's coming out yeah, of your mouth. I've yeah, I've finished it. What are you thinking right now, Coach? He's sifting through some stuff. He's had a lot on his mind. 20 what personnel? 21 personnel. Yeah. That's uh, for those out there who don't know. Two backs. One tight end. Well, I know you know. I'm saying. Finish. 
Why, that's all I know about 21. <laughs> I don't. Complete blank, or are you deciding between something? No. No, I'm having a hard time picturing it. I am. Which way were we going? Maybe that'll help a little bit. We'd have been going right to left. Okay. Uh, that's correct. That's correct. Right to left. I don't know if that's north or south, if that's what you're asking. I have no idea. God, a minus 15 and in, in the first quarter, right? Yeah, it's the second drive of the game. looking over there for you think <laughs> asking Clark <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Clark knows yeah <laughs> all right well I don't know it's not coming to me built some drama into this one yeah would you like to take a shot or is that the throw in the white flag kind of the the, yeah, the personnel group and kind of honestly threw me for a loop a little bit the 2016 game wasn't a whole lot memorable that happened in that first quarter. It's not a memorable play, I'll no, tell you that. No. <laughs> no. I think Teddy got tired of you swatting him so quickly. He's Yeah, sometimes you, you make a show of it and you know it before I'm even done. I'm I'm gonna have to bring out a tough one. Yeah, no, you did this one. Yeah, I don't know. Dad, all right, let's roll the play. It. Let's roll the play. Okay. Twenty sixteen. Ten forty six to go first quarter. First and ten. Here we go. Mm, power pistol loaded left yeah. is what we call that. Yeah. We'll play action. Yep, come back. Yeah. Baker to the sideline for a, what, a nine yard pickup. Who was that that caught that? That's Westbrook. West he knew it as soon as he yeah. saw no, it. No, I knew it when I saw it. Yeah, when I saw the formation, I knew it. Yep. All right. Hey, I, congratulations, Teddy. That's your first victory in the Butkus Brain Teaser uh, of the it's year. It's been a long time coming. I've got a lot of people Fans to thank. Fans reluctantly applauding yeah, you. I've got a tonight. lot of people to thank. The list is so long <laughs> that I don't even want to get into it. But a lot of work went into that. Coach, a little more about this Texas team you're going to face on Saturday. What, what have you seen out of them uh, defensively? Yeah, uh, new defensive coordinator, uh, uh, Chris Ash, who was previously the, the head coach at uh, Rutgers. Before that, the, the D coordinator at Ohio State. Uh, God does a really good job, um, and you can you, you could see that. I mean, it, it's, his defenses have always been you know top notch, and so no surprise that uh, you know when they made a change that they decided to bring him to to Austin. But um, yeah, they've got some. You know, it's uh, it's kind of like watching Texas. I mean, they've they've got a uh, each year. I mean, they've got a, a talented a talented group. You know, a group that looks really good on the hoof. Um, some really. Some really nice players, got a really good edge rusher, um, you know, got a couple of returning guys in the in the secondary that have played a lot of ball for them. Uh, so uh, pretty big up front. So yeah, talented group. Uh, you can tell they're they're getting more and more comfortable with the with the new scheme as they go. But yeah, they're they're, they're certainly as as talented and good looking a group as we'll play the whole year. It's a terrible year to be taking over a team or an offense or a defense. You had no spring. You had no training camp. Have you seen that teams like that may be a little bit more simple than maybe they typically would be at this point, or are they throwing the full gamut at you? Um, probably somewhere in between. You know, I mean, it's. I think for everybody, it's 
you know, the, yeah, there were some of the, some of the challenges this offseason. I, I do think looking back, if you're installing something new, the opportunity to all the meeting time that we gained. I know we've talked about that at length, you know, with our guys, I'm sure was a, you know, was a benefit to, as you're installing anything as well. So there was a little bit of give and take there. But, yeah, I mean, I, th I think you're seeing a little bit of both. I mean, I think you're still seeing teams certainly give you different looks and, and mix things up and, and continue to add as they go. But are they doing as much um, as maybe, you know, I know we're talking about several teams here. Are, are these teams with new coordinators doing as much as they would have? You know, it, it may be restricted a little bit. But I would... You know, I'd say that with with kind of all groups. I mean, I, I think we've we've probably been that way a little bit too, and that you you know not only having less time, but even now, just the you know when you have less people at practice, all of a sudden you can do less reps, and when you do less reps, it's harder to get more and more you know schematic things ready on on any side of the ball. Coach, thanks for your time tonight. As always, go get them down in the Cotton Bowl on Saturday. All right, will do. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Lincoln Riley, everybody. Our Butkus Brain Teaser tonight brought to you by the Oklahoma Education Association. Putting education first. We'll take a timeout. Come back and wrap it up here at Rudy's next. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Coca-Cola, and OU Medicine. Get your officially licensed Sooner gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors, preferred sporting goods retailer of OU Athletics. And if you missed any portion of tonight's show, you can always catch it on demand via our Sooner Sports podcast. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Chris Plank does an amazing job with the uh, Sooner Sports podcast. We got one out almost every day. There's a new series dropping Thursday called Sooner Legacies. And the very first episode, it goes in-depth on the Superman play of 2001. He talked to you. He talked to Roy Williams. He talked to everybody involved in that play. And it is like an in-depth look back at how this one play shaped Sooner history. I think you're going to love it. So check out the Sooner Sports Podcast. Uh, we got about 90 seconds here. What is the most important thing Saturday for Oklahoma if they're going to win this football game? I thought you were going to ask me what all went into my uh, picking of the play to stump Lincoln Riley, but you got over what that. What a quickly. night for you, yeah, huh? Huge. What a night. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, we talked to Lincoln about us running the football, all right? I mean, it's it's physicality. It's establishing that 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 grit, that toughness, the the statistics bear it out. So I think that's going to be totally critical. And all the, the same things is taking care of the football, um, you know, being smart, don't don't shoot yourself in the foot with, with bad penalties. I mean, all those are going to factor in. But I think this is going to be a really close football game. And it's been a long time since we have made a game-deciding special teams yeah. play. And I think that would go a really long way in a, in a uh, Red River showdown. Be the team that makes the momentum-turning play. That's right. That's right. I like it. Uh, we'll be on the air with you on the Sooner Radio broadcast starting bright and early at 9 a.m. Saturday from the Cotton Bowl. Kickoff just after 11 a.m. Hope you'll join us for that, and we hope you'll join us right back here next week for Sooner Sports Talk brought to you by AT&T. Until then, Boomer Sooner, everybody.
Sooner Sports Talk has been presented by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Sooner Sports Talk is also brought to you by Bud Light. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Riverwind, still the one. And by Sport Clips. It's good to be a guy. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.